And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome in. It is time for Back to the Futures with Brandon Sprague here. And my co-host, as always, Travis Thomas, as we bring a lot of gambling talk to you in the next uh, hour or so. Uh, we have a lot to discuss. We'll talk uh, awards, coach of the year stuff. We're going to get to a little college football, what we make of the AFC and NFC pictures. But uh, let's start, Travis, as we always do here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app on Back to the Futures, looking at what we saw this week. Mm. Uh, we're supposed to start with impressed and depressed. I'm going to start right now. <laughs> Most depressing thing I've seen maybe in my entire existence is Detroit and Pittsburgh in <laughs> Pittsburgh today. <laughs> Ending in a 16-16 tie, ending with a fumble, an awful missed kick, and Jared Goff throwing for 114 yards. I don't know what that game was, but of course it ends in a tie. It was the most depressing thing I've seen in years. It was depressing, but how Lions was it to have that last kick, too? I mean, everything that happened in that game was on brand for the Lions, and obviously the Steelers had a built-in excuse with Big Ben going out on the COVID list right before the game. I got to tell you, even though that game was depressing, I was the most impressed all weekend with yours truly, Sprager. I mean, I'm hitting bets all over the place, baby. It was beautiful. Now, I almost messed up my perfect streak in college football and NFL. I got all my picks right, and I came so close to taking the Seahawks to cover against the Packers, and I am so glad I did not do that because the Packers, to me, were the most impressive team from the Sunday slate of games. I know they were at home, but having Rodgers back basically one day off of the COVID list, no practice, uh, going against Seahawks, who got uh, Russell Wilson back from injury earlier than expected, I thought the Seahawks would come in, sense of urgency, push the Packers, cover if not win the game outright and they did anything but that Packers defense Sprager was the difference in that game that was an impressive Super Bowl looking team to me in the Packers look from time to time we're going to have our picks that we send out on our Twitter feeds uh, and I think we're just going to know that there's going to be games that you and I pick and the other person feels the opposite Um, The Seahawks game was one that I really liked coming in. Russ coming back. There's this documentary about finger exercises and him working it out (laughs) for 19 hours. Okay, I'm buying it. They haven't been successful in Lambeau, but I think they can hang and you're giving me a hook. I'm in. And if you faded that pick, you were on the right side because Russell Wilson was clearly too selfish to sit this one out. He made this all about himself. And as we saw all day, he was not ready to go. Um, Green Bay is up there. I'm with you of being the most impressive in this week. But to watch Russell Wilson make some of those inexplicable throws and decisions, it, it, it was beyond maddening. I was watching this as a Seahawk better thing. What in the hell are you seeing right now to make you feel like you need to throw a bomb into double coverage to a 5'10 wide receiver? Russell Wilson, <laughs> also depressing me today, my man. Also depressing me. Yeah, well, I will say this. Now, I look at them next week, and I think, okay, this is a must-win spot for the Seahawks. So even as a better Um, If you were burned by the Seahawks on your Sunday slate, if you still believe that Russell Wilson, because remember this, Sprague, Russell Wilson can play himself healthy. You know, if he continues to get reps with that finger, strengthen it, uh, obviously he looked rusty and then some today, as you mentioned, against the Packers. But 
If he can come back next week, Seahawks are at home. They take on the Cardinals. If you're a Seahawks better, I think you have to go right back to the well in the hopes that Wilson is healthier, and that is a must win. If the Seahawks lose that game to the Cardinals at home, mind you, they'll be three and six, and it'll be hard to climb out of that hole. If they win it, they're that much closer to 500 and, of course, have a big win against a uh, divisional opponent. So if you're a Seahawks better, you might go right back to the well. Well, and let's talk real quick about what this week kind of told us to a certain extent, just from a gambling perspective, not so much the hierarchy of the NFL, which we'll also get into today of who in the hell is the best team in this league? I don't know right now. To me, this weekend, Travis, despite missing a game like the Seattle game, I missed an over, I missed an under. What I really liked was bounce back spots. Mm -hmm. And there were two teams in particular that I loved. In fact, I made a bet with somebody last week on a team that was getting their ass kicked that, hey, next weekend they're going to look a lot better. Dallas against Atlanta. I was going to take Dallas and whatever that spread was going to be. And the Buffalo Bills losing to Jacksonville a week ago and then coming in against the Jets. I love that bounce back spot. And I'll throw another one in for you, a team that I bet on today, the Philadelphia Eagles. Not so much because of the Eagles, but because I thought Denver played as well as they could. Denver's not good enough to do that for multiple games. I love Philly coming into this game. I got this at Philly plus two. And then they ended at a pick them by the kick, and they just outright beat them. I thought this week there were some spots just from a gambling perspective, Travis, yep. that you could have seen teams play poorly or play their best that you could have instantly faded or gone the other way with. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'll start with that Eagles game. I was all over that one. I thought the Eagles would cover. I did not think they would win outright. Uh, and they went in there and just beat the Broncos down in the Mile High City. Uh, That Eagles team, and we talk about it every single week with them, even if they lose. I mean, they cover games are tough. Uh, That defense flies around. Jalen Hurts is dual threat. And don't look now, but they're four and six. And in that NFC East where it seems like Dallas is running away with it, uh, the Eagles are are a force to be reckoned with. We also saw the Washington football team today get a big upset win over the Buccaneers. So that NFC East now all of a sudden coming alive. Uh, even though the Cowboys are running away with it. And you mentioned the Cowboys and the Bills. Do you know, in those combined games, both of those teams scored 88 points on Sunday. The Cowboys have 43 and the Bills have 45. 88 points between those two combined. I mean, those are two offenses that you saw coming. You saw them getting back on track. You saw them getting a big win. And they did in a major way. I'll give you one that impressed me. How about the Patriots? whooping up on the Browns and Foxborough. I mean, look, we know Belichick's defense was going to give Baker Mayfield some issues, but I didn't see the blowout coming. And Mac Jones, who Mac Jones, three touchdowns for him. I told you last week, keep your eye on the Patriots because in the AFC, that's so wide open, even though we saw the number one team in the conference uh, handle their business on Sunday too. I'm sure we'll get into them. But you look at the AFC outside of those first place Titans, I mean, everyone's kind of jumbled at the top there. So I, I think the Patriots are a force to be reckoned with and maybe could come out of this conference when, when it's all said and done. It wouldn't shock me at all and be in the Super Bowl. Well, and, and to your point, too, on, on Dallas and Buffalo, 88 combined, uh, 20 combined against the teams they were facing. Quite the blowout. In fact, the Dallas yep. game, if I would have told you Dallas scored 43, you probably would have bet the over. <laughs> Atlanta scoring three was just egregious. The New England one, I, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, because New England, I mean, they didn't just win. 
Travis, they were down seven to nothing in this game. They outscored Cleveland 45 to nothing. They knocked Baker Mayfield out in the third quarter. He left with a knee injury. We knew how banged up Cleveland was coming in in the backfield and in other spots. This was already going to be a tough game. I didn't see this coming. The over-under this game, by the way, was at 44-and-a-half to 45, depending on the book you had. Mm. New England beat the over just with themselves. <laughs> so, you know, to see that coming, most people didn't. And I was, I was really impressed. You know, I've been one of those – I'm not pumping the brakes, but I'm not driving super fast on this Mac Jones, what he is or what he is not. I see a lot mm. of these opinions. Mac Jones should have been the second quarterback. Mac Jones should have been the first quarterback. Eh, he looks good. I'll give yep. him that. But he, I don't know about great yet. But today, today was a good day for the Mac Jones supporters, the ones that are on that bandwagon that he is their future. He was amazing. He, he carved up that Cleveland secondary all day. They were able to establish their ground game. And Bill Belichick preparing for a depleted Cleveland offense um, is maybe something people should have seen coming more. Was really, really impressed with what New England did. And to your point, Probably a really good pick as a sleeper pick to win the AFC. We have a lot to get in today, including, by the way, guess the lines here on Back to the Futures. And we're kind of talking um, what we saw this weekend, some impressed, some depressed. I, I do want to go to this. I think the, the overarching uh, thing in the NFL is the Washington football team just outright beating the Bucs. Yep. They were double-digit favorites all week, and I think that game closed at 9.5, and, and they just outright won it. So now that leaves a lot of us, Travis, I think, wondering aloud, how, how do you stack up what the league has been this year? Because in a, in a league with parity and mm -hmm. wildcard team can win the championship, this year, maybe more so than a lot of other years, it feels like it's entirely open. We talked about the AFC last week. No, 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 sir. This is in the NFC and the AFC. I don't know who the best team in professional football is right now, and I love that as a sports fan. Yeah, I mean, it's what makes the NFL so great. Now, I'll say the NFC, to me, feels a little more top-heavy. I, I know what you're saying about parity and all that, but to me, I do look at Green Bay, uh, Arizona, once they're healthy with Kyler Murray, obviously. Well, Dallas. is that going to happen, though, right? Is Kyler yeah. going to stay healthy? Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. I mean, look, this happened to them last season. Arizona was making a push at the end of last season, looked like a team that was going to get in the playoffs, and we all know with that offensive firepower, if they get in this year or last season, they'd be a problem. Kyler Murray started getting banged up. They have to protect him. He is, I mean, you know, it sounds funny when you say it, but it's true. He's not the biggest guy you've ever seen, and because of that, you've got to protect him. I do think Kyler will be fine ultimately. They have to protect him, but I think he'll be back. Green Bay, Arizona with Kyler, Dallas, Rams, and Tampa did get straight punk today, but as long as you still have Tom Brady and that defense, uh, you have to put them in it. Now, the AFC, obviously, the Titans continue to win. They won another tough game against the Saints that I thought for sure they were going to lose. They just keep finding a way to get it done. Bills, Ravens, and then outside of that, who are you really, you know, trusting? I mean, we talk about New England. But if you told me New England loses uh, Thursday night against the Falcons in Atlanta, it wouldn't shock me because they're coming off that emotional high. They're a younger team. Belichick's still trying to get that team to jail. And then they go on a short week and lose to a team that they should smash. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I just think there is parity in the league, but it still feels a little bit top-heavy on the NFC side to me. But you said it. The Washington football team, 
just pretty much uh, dominated the point of attack, dominated the trenches, and took the Bucks lunch money, which I couldn't even believe I was watching it. Well, and I, I think that's why, Travis, that leads me to believe that this thing is a little more open. Like, yep. Green Bay, Arizona, Dallas, the Bucks as an example today. The Rams, hell, the Rams have been in this too. All teams that we've seen lay complete eggs. And while you might ultimately be right, if Kyler gets right, he gets healthy, they'll they'll be a pretty big favorite in their first playoff game. Rodgers yep. and the Packers and Lambeau is always terrifying. And Brady is Brady. Some of these teams, man, they're just showing us that you can't fully trust them. So even if it's top heavy, I still look at the way that this is stacking up. And I see the top and I go, eh. like if you told me, Arizona, Carolina just played today. How did that yeah. go? And, and I don't right. know if I can trust Kyler to stay healthy. Right. Uh, Dallas, New Orleans. I mean, I probably lean Dallas, but hell, we saw the Saints fight really hard against a red hot Titans team today. Mm -hmm. And then Tampa and LA. I mean, it's a coin flip, man. The AFC is more open. I'll give you that. But I think the NFC is not very far behind it because I just don't know how much you're fully trusting the top of that pecking order. But there's no doubt the, the AFC and we've got a divisional race now. The Chargers are sliding back. Justin Herbert's yes. not looking as great the last yes. few weeks. It's it's the AFC West now. We've got a big one against the Raiders and Chiefs um, that we'll probably talk about a little bit next week because it's going to impact those standings. But going into Sunday Night Football here on Back to the Futures, boy, oh, boy, do we have quite the contest between those two. So it's just this league, man, you usually get two or three that you put head and shoulders above the league, right? You get that. 14 and two in traditional league standards. You get that 12 and, and, and four, the 13 and three. We might have that record wise, but I don't know how much you're trusting what those teams are ultimately going to be. Sprague, how about next Sunday night as well? I mean, it's another game that's going to go into the AFC wildcard picture for sure. And also teams still chasing a division title Steelers in LA taking on the chargers. I mean, that's another example Two AFC teams hovering right there, uh, both in the wild card and their respective divisions, uh, races. That's a big game, too. So all these games now, this is the best part of the football season, as we know, in both NFL and college, which we'll talk about later. But you have no wiggle room now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you have got to win these games if you're going to be a playoff team. And so, uh, you know, it's great for betters like us, but it's also great just for fans to watch these games because the sense of urgency really ratchets up and by the way Sprague yeah. I'll leave you with this I mean this is a kind of season it's a longer season now we're playing well into January injuries we see are mounting up across this league it could be a team that's hot and healthy that goes yeah. on a run in the playoffs right and the last thing I think you'd want at the top of the standings and I'll leave it with this last thing you want if you're a Titans or right yep. now you're a Green Bay Last thing you want, right, is the L.A. Rams to be sli sliding down the standings. <laughs> and, oh, that's your second-round matchup. Just because the way things are breaking out right now, who wants to see the Rams? Right. Uh, I can't imagine there's a lot of teams that want to do that. So the, the, the standings race is quite interesting. Uh, we have a lot to get to. We'll talk about the dogs today. We had some dogs bark. We'll play our famous game, Guess the Lines. We'll dive into some awards right now, MVP, Coach of the Year. How we're feeling about that? And uh, we'll get into some college football as well. But uh, let's go guess the lines. Let's talk a little bit more about the dogs. This is Back to the Future with Brandon Sprague and Travis Thomas. We're back on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app.
When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in, folks. It is Back to the Future. Brandon Sprague here, Travis Thomas there. Here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, wherever you find your podcasts as well. We are live on Twitch. Tune in, have fun with us here. We, uh, we're getting to a whole lot of things. we got Guess the Lines coming up, your favorite segment's favorite segment. Um, <laughs> but before we get to that, I wanted to uh, make a note of this one. So an interesting trend. I keep telling myself, Travis, and a lot of these lines when we get them, and it comes down to actually laying the bet. Yep. I tell myself, before you just lay it, take a deep breath and say <laughs> why is that number so low or why is this number the way it is because sometimes you see a Titans saints team and right. you go trevor simeon on the road titans red hot titans plus or minus the three saints plus the three i almost dove right in and then i said no no, no, no. there's a reason this line is that it's weird i'm gonna go with vegas here i'm taking saints plus the three now some of this is luck but the the dogs today were seven and four Ooh. and i feel like that's really been a theme this year the dogs versus the favorites. The under, by the way, was also the play for you over-under betters out there. The under was 9-2 of the 11 games we have as we're recording this right now. So a weekend of the unders and another weekend of the dogs. What do you make of, of the dogs this season in the NFL? I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, we just talked in the first segment about parity and how even all these teams are. Now, I'll say this. I think the market kind of corrects itself as we get into this time of the year, uh, as you get closer to December, the weather gets bad. So a, a lot more of the unders come home. Uh, I also think that, you know, quite frankly, teams have different uh, goals. A at some point, you know, a team like Dallas or even Tennessee, uh, if they continue to win, they're going to say, listen, we want to rest some of these starters. Uh, conversely, some of these teams that are, you know, maybe Midland, fair to Midland, and they, you know, you you go on a two, three game losing streak, all of a sudden, people start talking about draft picks and not mm -hmm. so much uh, the back end of your December schedule, right? And so right. I think the market will correct itself eventually where not as many dogs are covering and some of these favorites will start covering these numbers. But I think those, that trend is in terms of the unders, I think as the season goes on, I would bet more under than I would over. I just think the weather is going to yeah. play a factor in a lot of these cities. Well, and I, I think, too, on the under part, you know, you sometimes have seasons where it can take three weeks. It can take yep. six. Yep. This one might have been a little different just in the defenses are starting to figure out what they are and feeling more comfortable. Yep. Like Seattle Green Bay is a good example of this. You got Rodgers. You got Wilson. You've got. Uh, you've got weapons on both sides. I think a lot right. of people may be going into that. Oh, the under could hit in that one. And then, as you mentioned, the weather plays a factor. But then it's also you've got two defenses where Seattle's defense has kind of been chopped liver this year. Green Bay's defense has been meh. But it's if you look, they're trending in the right direction. Right. You get in teams that they're starting to figure out what they are defensively to slow some of these offenses down. The under, I think, is it's, it's a byproduct of what you say. It's the weather. I also think it's just um, representative of what the NFL has been this year, where, mm -hmm. as we just talked about in the last segment, the AFC is as wide open as, as you can think, and the NFC yep. may be starting to go that direction too. So your dogs, yep. while they might just be at 500 or a game below, 
they're not really as big a dog as maybe you'd perceive them to be. I, I just I find the over under and the dog thing fascinating because I've had weeks where the favorites have just bitten me, and mm-hmm. I finally dove in and said I'm taking dogs even in games <laughs> where I don't even understand it. Yeah, I mean some of it too is uh, most people general rule of thumb will go home dogs, but we're seeing dogs on the road win too. I mean, yes, uh, you're are. right. Yes, you're are. right. It's a fascinating um, trend. It is, and we'll keep tracking it as the season goes on. And uh, obviously, as, as I mentioned, we're going into Sunday night between Raiders and Chiefs. I, I'd love to see a home dog bark, and I know you're on the opposite end of that spectrum, but I, I'd rather be on the uh, winning end of that and see if the Raiders can bark at home uh, as a dog. Let's, um, let's dive into it. It is, it is time. It's, this is the game. Travis, I get, I get 88 texts every single Sunday <laughs> from random people who find my phone number on the internet, and they say, hey, can you keep playing Guess the Lines for the whole show? I love it. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we bring in our, our super producer, Zach Kroll, in to play Guess the Lines, where he's yeah. going to give us some NFL lines, a couple college lines, and we'll see if me or Travis – can get the closest to whatever that is, that number is that Vegas is thinking in these matchups going into next week. Yeah, guys, what's going on? It's crazy. The page with all the lines that just updated. So Vegas is already making moves. We will start off Thursday night football. The New England Patriots could be the hottest team in the NFL. They're heading on the road to Atlanta, taking on the Falcons in a Super Bowl rematch. Patriots at Falcons. Travis, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. Oh, well, the Patriots look so impressive today. The Falcons looked anything but. I'll go Patriots. They have to be favored in this. It won't be by much, though. Uh, I'll go Patriots minus three. That's great. That feels like the number. I got to be honest, but this is not a game where we tie. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to price is right. Yeah. And I'm going to say I hope I'm going the right direction. Patriots minus Three and a half. Woo. Sprague, the strategy works. It is Patriots minus four. Yes. So Sprague yes. gets off to the early lead. He reads it in the right direction. Patriots minus four over the Falcons. I'm going to tell you right now, TT, I'm taking the Falcons as a home dog already. I love the Falcons getting four. They're going to play much better than they played today. Yeah, I, I bet you that as the week goes on, uh, more Patriots money will roll in. More Patriots hype will roll in. I would wait. I don't. I wouldn't grab this at four. I would wait till closer to game time. Maybe you can get it up five, four and a half, five, uh, and then pounce on on the Falcons. I'm with you on that. You like that pick? Okay. Also, do you like me calling you TT? I kind of just said that, and I'm like, what if he hates that nickname? Dude, I've been called worse. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to dive into that. Only imagine. But Zach, let's go. Let's go to the next game on Guess the Line. <laughs> okay, let's go to the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals, they had a tough loss today, but they are hopeful that by next week, Kyler Murray is going to be able to play. They are heading on the road to Seattle, taking on the Seahawks in a divisional game. Russell Wilson, he did play today. He wasn't effective. Travis, or Sprague, I'm sorry, I'll throw it over to you. Uh, Arizona at Seattle, who do we got? You already know where I'm going, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I. this is going to be an interesting one because – I, I instinctually want to say if Murray's back, they become the favorite. But I'm going to say that they think there's a bounce back spot here for Russ. I'm going to say this is open at Seattle minus three. Oh, I'm going the opposite. Either way, I just want I want you to know, Spray, because we'll talk about it after we realize what the line is. I'm yeah. going Seattle here. I think this is Me Seattle's too. season. This is a must win. 
So if I get them at plus money, which I think it is even better, but if you're right, I'm still laying the points. I'm going to go Arizona minus two and a half. Okay, so we have Seattle minus two. Woo! So Gray will take that one. He gets off to a 2 nothing lead. Bounce back spot for Seattle here, maybe. Maybe they're just questionable if Kyler is going to play or not. Same thing with Hopkins, but Seattle is minus two to open over Arizona. Sprague takes a 2 nothing lead to start this guess the lines. We'll go to another battle between two NFC teams, the New Orleans Saints. They're coming off a tough mm. loss today. They are heading on the road to Philadelphia, taking oh. on the Eagles, who just had a nice win today. Travis, I see oh. your reaction. Talk to me about this one, my guy. Man, that's a game, huh? I, I'll take um, – I mean, you got to go Philly um, favorite at home, right? At this point, they're playing so well. I'll go Philly minus three. Yeah, but the Saints played really good today. They, they, you know, it's Trevor Simeon, but they, they came back. They were down two scores. They pushed that game. They were two point conversion away from maybe going to overtime. I'm gonna say, I'm saying New Orleans gets more respect than that, and I'm gonna take. I almost want to go pick them. I go Eagles. I'll go Eagles minus two. Oh, Sprague, you were so close. It is a pick them. 50-50 <laughs> Vegas has this game. But, hey, you get the point anyway. Sprague is red hot to start this one. He's reading Vegas very well. It was how, are you, how are you betting that game, Sprager? You know, right now, I got to I gotta be honest with you, man. I, I think the Saints get it. Oh, wow. Kamara, Kamara comes back, right? I didn't see. Did you see any details that he's going to be out for multiple weeks? Nope. So I, I like what they did today. It was a slow start, but it was a good, against a good uh, Titans team. I might let that line build up a little bit if people go in on Philly. And I might wait till like Thursday to see where that line ends up. But I kind of like the Saints getting points. Yeah, I'm I'm, lay, I'm laying the points with Philly. I think Philly's oh, yeah. going to handle their business. I actually think this could be a big um, kind of a, a statement game for them. You know, get them back closer to 500. Yep. Kind of getting a, a good uh, feel under them. Because right now they've been helter-skelter. One week they look good, one week they don't. So I right. could see them putting this one together and really sending out a message that, no, we're for real. Okay, going up next, the Baltimore Ravens. They're coming off a tough Thursday night football loss against the Dolphins. They're heading yep. on the road to Chicago, taking on the Bears. Sprague, I'll throw it over to you. <laughs> the Bears. Bears. What do we got? Ravens minus six. I think the Vegas Ooh. trust the bounce back spot here. They played awful. Chicago could be a really good home dog if they get enough points. But I'm going to say that Baltimore still earns that kind of respect. I'll say Ravens minus six at Chicago. All right. I'll play uh, Sprague's uh, Price is Right style and go Baltimore minus five and a half. This is unbelievable. Sprague <laughs> is on the money. Ravens minus six is nice. The it is feeling. Yes. <laughs> I'm on a heater. Do I walk away or do I keep playing? <laughs> keep going let's do some do college you, travis how do you feel about that game uh i'd lay it with the ravens i they're in a bounce back spot they got to get a win after that uh loss to the dolphins which i covered that game by the way um i i think i would lay the points i think the ravens will probably make a an example out of them to be honest I, with you i thought fields had some good moments against pittsburgh yep. Yep. um a week ago and you know, I, I kind of like I'm intrigued by Fields versus Jackson. Lamar versus Justin is going to be a really good one. All right. We're playing guess the lines here on Back to the Futures. 
with our super producer, Zach Kroll. Uh, we're getting, what is that now? Is that four NFL lines? We had Falcons, Seahawks, Saints now, and Ravens. Uh, what is the next line, young Zach? All right, we have some college football we're going to get into in the Big Ten. Michigan right. State, they are still alive for the college football playoff. They only have one loss, but they have a big challenge yeah. ahead. They are going on the road to Columbus, taking on Ooh. the Ohio State Buckeyes. So, Travis, I'll throw it over to you. Michigan State, Ohio State, what's the line? Oh, my goodness. They're going to overvalue Michigan State. I mean, uh, overvalue Ohio State because they're at home. Gosh, I think it should be 10 points, but I, I guarantee you they'll push Ohio State higher than that. Give me uh, Ohio State minus, give me 13. Well, give me Ohio State minus 13 and a half. Great. Man, you make a lot of sense. They'll overvalue I, I, them. Don't you feel like this game should be really close, though? Yes, but it's in Columbus. If it's in yeah. East Lansing, maybe not. Columbus will push them over. I think you just you, – you helped me with this one. So if I get this one, I'm giving you a half point. <laughs> I'm going to prices right you up. I'm going to go – it's dead at 14. <laughs> wow. So Sprague takes this one again, but it's actually Michigan State minus 18. Travis nailed it. They're overvaluing yeah. Ohio State a little bit. Yeah. The Buckeyes are minus 18? 18 over Michigan State. Yeah, you got to take them to cover that number. You have to. You think they're going to cover 18 against Michigan State? I No, no. Michigan State's going to cover that 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking Michigan State, too. That's a lot of points in a big game. Yep. All right, All right Zach, uh, we got a couple more minutes. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, one more game in the Pac-12. Oregon, they're another team still alive for the college football playoff. They're heading on the road to Utah. Primetime game taking on the Utes. Sprague, you're a big Pac-12 guy. Oregon yeah. at Utah. Who do we got? Okay, I want to I do this. I'm giving Travis this. I know what this line is because I live here. And <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody tweeted it out last night, and I was like, what? Oregon, I know what the line is. Travis, Oregon, what do you think it is? Oregon minus three. So it's Vegas I'll let, is actually favoring Utah. The Utes oh. minus two and a half. They don't believe in Oregon. Wow, I like that. I'm, I'm betting you right that. now. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my opinion. Now the Pac-12 sucks. It throws up all over itself. <laughs> Take Oregon plus the points. Oregon always shows up for big games. Say what you want about them. How they look when they win. When they play mediocre to bad teams. They tend to toy with them and play with them too much. They get close to the fire. When they play great teams or good teams, they usually rise up and play better. They had this against UCLA. They had it against Ohio State. Wow. Oregon's good in this spot. I'm taking Oregon in those points all day. Now, I had uh, UCLA to beat Oregon, and that didn't work out for me, but UCLA should have. Uh, look, I I'm, I'm going with the Utes here, bro. I'm going against okay. you this week. I'm going Utah. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's the show special. You're taking Utah. I'm taking Oregon. We'll play this up going into next weekend's yeah. uh, showdown. So there's some guess the lines for you, a lot of NFL and some college matchups. Let's talk a little college football, how we're feeling about the playoff race right now. And we'll also dive into some NFL awards, coach of the year, MVP favorites. Uh, and we'll do a little sneak peek as well. We have a whole lot more to get to. Back to the Futures, Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. We're back with more after this.
Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures. Brandon Sprague here across the way on the East Coast. My main man, Travis Thomas, hanging out. How we feeling? Feeling good, man. You know, I'm in, you know, I'm in DC. And so covering this Washington football team this season has been uh, a challenge to say the least, Sprager. And then finally, this team shows up, beats the champs. I mean, life is good out here right now, at least for a week, Sprager. Is Washington one of those fan bases that they could be three games, four games below 500, but if they win a game like this, there is a belief that, oh, my goodness, they've turned it around. They figured it out. Travis, go on the show and tell me how they figured this out. They're going to be a playoff team. Yes, that is, that is exactly – you said this fan base to a T right there, Sprager. You guessed it. So my week is going to be exciting because I'm going to hear all these delusional fans tell me how great the Washington football team is. <laughs> We got a lot of that everywhere, really. But uh, I, I want to rant real quick about college football. If you just give me like a minute, maybe sure. less than a minute, okay? All right. College football this weekend was not all that interesting. Like, yeah, you had Oklahoma lose to Baylor, so there's something there. Right. Uh, Ole Miss beating A&M, I guess you could go into that. Mm-hmm. But for and Auburn was an embarrassment. I mean, I don't know how they lost that football game. But largely, you didn't have a ton of big huge things happen on a grand scale, right? Like Ohio State took care of Purdue. Michigan played Penn State. Yep. I mentioned Ohio State playing Purdue. Georgia played Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Michigan State played Maryland. Oklahoma went on the road to Baylor. Notre Dame went to Virginia. Yep. Why in the Sam hell is (laughs) Alabama allowed to play New Mexico State on November 13th? At this juncture of the season, why is that allowed? Can I? Can I just? Can we get that out? Of, like, can we eliminate whatever that is of college football, where we're playing patsies, warm-up games, exhibition <laughs> matchups? That's the game we're playing into mid-November. Excuse me, when we're yeah. trying to sort out who the big four in college football are, who deserves to be in that conversation. That game is so stupid to be played. I know that the AP voters, Travis, I don't know if you saw this. The AP voters said, oh, Alabama beat New Mexico State by 56 points. Let's <laughs> vault them above Cincinnati for that. Excuse me. What are we doing here in college football for that to be allowed at this point of the year? It's ridiculous. And it's why the SEC, not only do they win the championship, but it's how they they benefit themselves by putting themselves in this position where all these other conferences are like, I'm going to go take on a team that hates me in mid-November. Alabama's like, hey, New Mexico State, why don't you come get clobbered by 50 points? Hey, man, it's called a Nick Saban special. It's something they always do, and it's never going to change, so quit asking. (laughs) I just, I hate it. I hate it. And and I'll say this. It's also really smart. The SEC is really smart to do that. And I just, I hate that all these other conferences don't abide by that. But that's what college football has turned into, man. It's it's the haves and have-nots, and it's the conference that knows how to get its teams in the right position and conferences yep. that are like, hey, 
We want to reward our fans for spending all this money, and we want to play tough conference matchups. Hey, at least we will see two meaningful games coming up, though. Alabama will have the Iron Bowl, obviously, and then they're going to have to play Georgia maybe twice, uh, and we'll see what happens after that. So they're, they got a cupcake this week, but uh, it's back to the grind for them. Okay, college football I want to get to uh, before we wrap some things up with some NFL talk. How do you feel about the top four? Do you feel like you're confident in who the top four in college football are right now? Or was this another week of you didn't really see a whole lot from a lot of teams, so you're relatively the same? Uh, relatively the same. I mean, you know, I'm higher on Cincinnati than most people. And obviously with Oklahoma losing, uh, I boost them up a little higher even. Or at least, uh, you know, they should get some G-damn respect because they're not getting it from the committee. But... To me, no, there's nothing different. I'm going to keep my eye, just like I told you in uh, Ohio State lost, I was going to keep my eye on them to win out. It looks like they could. We'll see what happens with Michigan coming soon. We both, I know, like them to uh, beat Michigan State at home this weekend. But So I, I have my eye on Oklahoma the same way. You know, I know they still have to uh, go to Stillwater maybe twice. They have to play uh, the Pokes. But I, I like Oklahoma even after the loss to right the ship. And if they went out, I still think they can make the college football playoff. So I'm not willing to write uh, the Sooners off just yet. But mm -hmm. one thing's for sure is that that um, that defense that they went against made Caleb Williams look human finally and made him look like a freshman. Yeah, he really struggled. You can kind of get the vibe from Oklahoma at the beginning in their first yep. possession. You're just like, they're, I don't know. It looked like they were going at half speed almost against Baylor. Uh, yep. I'll say this about the top four. We're going to, as you mentioned, we're going to figure some stuff out here in the next few weeks. Alabama is going to get a little better test. Yep. Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State still on that. Uh, Oregon has got a couple tough games to finish out their year. Cincinnati's probably going to win out, but I think they have SMU coming up. We'll, we'll, we'll figure some of this out. The only one that I would say right now in college football that I don't largely agree with Mm -hmm. is the way that we're viewing Ohio State versus some of their counterparts in the same conference and even mm -hmm. a team outside of their conference. You can't really explain why Ohio State is above Michigan to me, and right. you can't really explain why Ohio State's above Michigan State to me. Now, you could say common opponent, Sprague, Michigan State lost to Purdue. Ohio State just clobbered them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purdue was going on the road. Michigan State was going on the road. Those are different mm -hmm. circumstances. And, oh, by the way, Michigan State beat Michigan and came back in that game. Right. Ohio State does not have a super impressive victory. And let's not forget about Oklahoma State. I still think Lincoln Riley is going to end up beating them somehow because he almost always does. Yep. But why do we view Ohio State above Oklahoma State? Strength of schedule is in Oklahoma State's favor. Their mm -hmm. win-loss against the top 50 in the FBS, Oklahoma State's favor. And Oklahoma State, like they're still sitting there um, with a similar – they have the same record. So you tell me why we're viewing Ohio State – above Michigan, Michigan State, and Oklahoma State. It's the one thing I would say in the top four that doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, I agree with you in the now, but I would say that Ohio State has an opportunity to play and or beat uh, Michigan and, and, and Michigan State. So, I mean, obviously... They be behind them until that happens? Like, does, I, I, that's, that why I said, that's why I said I agree with you in the now, but ultimately, if Ohio State is to win both of those teams, uh, both of those games, they're going to leapfrog them anyway. So... Uh, and by the way, Okie State has their chance to play in as well when you mention their schedule. So these things will play out. It's one of the reasons why I'm not really that um, perturbed 
with the disrespect that Cincinnati has uh, or lack of respect that they have received, quite frankly. I mean, yeah. to me, I think a lot of this stuff will play itself out. And as long as Cincy wins out, they could be there and still have the last laugh and get in, depending what happens in front of them, obviously. Yeah, no doubt. And that's the thing about college football is we always want to react week to week. Right. But then you, you always in the know in the back of your mind, like this stuff is ultimately they're going to figure this out. It'll sort itself out and we'll get to the end of the year and we'll probably still argue about four. But largely, they'll they'll end up getting it correct here. Yep. Um, let's go back into the NFL, then college football. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's let's talk a little MVP coach of the year stuff. Now, who was your preseason MVP <laughs> pick, Travis? Well, I had Lamar Jackson, and I, I still feel pretty good about it. He's sitting there at 11-1. to uh, I mean, he didn't have a great game against the Dolphins uh, last Thursday night we saw, but he's a guy that, uh, and I always say on this show, Sprague, as you know, he is the alpha and the omega for the Baltimore Ravens. So any given week, for them to be successful, Lamar has to ball out. So you're right. still going to get the numbers from him. You're still going to get big-time matchups as you look up and down that Ravens schedule. That feels to me like a playoff team, whether they win the division or not. Uh, so to me, I just think you're going to have so many more opportunities to see Mr. Electric himself, Lamar Jackson, that I think ultimately I still feel comfortable and confident with that MVP uh, ticket that I have on him. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, who would you pick right now if you had a vote and your vote's the one that decided it? Who would you pick as the MVP? I mean, listen, it'd be hard for me not to go Matthew Stafford, to be honest, with the way he's really? played this season. Yeah, I, I just think okay. I, I think Stafford's going to be tough to beat when you look at the numbers. I thought Kyler Murray uh, was in the catbird seat as well, but now we're seeing, you know, he's banged up, so who knows. Josh Allen's starting to play his way back, but I think right now if I had a vote, I'd vote for Matthew Stafford for what I've seen so far, but I just think over time, I think Lamar can catch him on the uh, back stretch of the season. And they're just going to ask more from Lamar because they have to. I mean, the Rams have weapons on both sides of the ball all over the field. Baltimore does not. Yeah, and Lamar, by the way, right now as we sit, according to BetMGM, the odds are Lamar is at plus 1,100. Yep. So if you really like what Travis is talking about, and I do, I – I might go make a futures bet right now because I there still think Lamar, they struggled, but you're so right. He can do so much and he means so much that I think they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs, which means his numbers are probably going to be insane. That's My right. preseason pick was Josh Allen, which is kind of bandwagony. But I remember we talked about dark horse picks and Stafford wasn't even in the top five at one point. Right. right now you said plus 750 and you would pick him. Um, so I'm liking that dark horse pick and that's still really good value at plus 750 to ultimately win that. I don't know if I disagree with you a whole lot. I would tell you right now there's it, for me I, I think my, the pick for me right now if it's not Lamar, it's Dak. Mm. Because I think I think Dallas is one that media and fans like they all kind of like to hype it up once they get rolling. Right. And so if you told me Dak was going to end up getting the most votes, I don't know if that'd be the most surprising. He's got really good value right now too at plus 900. And they just they just unleashed it today um, against the Falcons. So we'll see what Dak can do going forward. Uh, wrap it up here. Who would you go with coach of the year? Because this is an interesting race and one that I particularly struggle picking. Um, the leader right now is Brandon Staley at plus 700. McVay at plus 900. And he's tied with Vrabel, who is red hot at plus 900. Where would you go, Travis? 
Well, I was a disaster in the offseason. I went Brian Flores. How's that working out? So I can just go ahead and rip that ticket up now. But I would it's go okay. Mike. I said J.K. Dobbins would be the rushing leader. He tore his ACL the oh. next day. <laughs> I say, uh, listen, I, I like Mike Brayboy at 9-1. to one. Uh, The Titans okay. just keep winning and defying the odds. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. you got to give props to Brayboy. I think that's a good one. I'll give you mine. Um, and it's a bit of a dark horse with the odds. I think Belichick, because I think the Patriots are making Ooh. the playoffs. He's plus 1,400, folks. Go get your tickets wow. in now because this is back to the futures. And you want to look back and say you made the right picks. And that's what we're here to try to help you do. That's going to do it for us. The show always flies by. It does every Sunday. Thank you for everybody tuning in on Twitch, uh, downloading the podcast, and catching it live. We greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Travis Thomas in D.C., Brandon Sprague here over in uh, Portland, Oregon. We'll talk to you guys next week on the Odyssey app and the BetQL, uh, BetQL Network. This I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.